You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Well, I want to welcome you back to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. It's been a few weeks since I was able to host one of these podcast episodes, but hopefully we are back at it today. We are in the Christmas season, and I pray that you have a wonderful Christmas, wonderful holiday season with your family and friends. We're going to begin a new series today that I am entitling Unsung Heroes. Unsung Heroes. And this is a series that I just completed teaching for one of our Bible classes here at Preston Crest, a series that's going to take a little bit of time exploring some of the stories of people in the New Testament that we really don't know that much about. When you think about heroes in the New Testament, what names come to your mind first? If you're like most people, you probably think about names like Paul or Peter or James, or John. Hopefully you think about Jesus, because as we often say, Jesus is the answer uh, to every question that people have at church. But the truth is, is there are many people in the New Testament that we really don't know that much about, but they still teach us some very important lessons. Some of these lessons are good. Some of these lessons are not so good. But even those lessons that we would call quote-unquote bad lessons teach us important lessons because they teach us what we should not be. And so in this new series, Unsung Heroes, we're going to look at a few of those people's stories. And we're going to begin in this episode with the first person in our series, the man named Diotrephes. We read about Diotrephes in the book of 3 John. In fact, we find these couple of sentences about his life. The Apostle John writes in 3 John, beginning in verse 9, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will have nothing to do with us. So if I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, gossiping maliciously about us. Not satisfied with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers. He also stops those who want to do so, and he puts them out of the church. That's 3 John, verses 9 and 10. Now, you may be wondering, who was Diotrephes? Well, we know that he was a leader in that church. Uh, We don't know if he was a deacon. We don't know if he was an elder. Hopefully, he was not an elder. He certainly does not have the temperament of an elder. 
But even if he did not have an official title or hold an official spiritual office, he was certainly a person of influence. The book of 3 John, we believe, is written sometime between the years of A.D. 80 to A.D. 95. This is some 50 to 55, maybe even 60 years after the death of Christ. And toward the end of the first century and the beginning of the second century, a movement was growing to establish quote-unquote bishops which would oversee several different churches in one region, rather than each church being autonomous, which is really the New Testament model for church leadership. By A.D. 115, Ignatius was bishop of Antioch and Polycarp was bishop of Smyrna. Some people question, was Diotrephes an aspiring bishop? Was he wanting to have that type of power over several different churches? We aren't for sure, but we do know one thing about his diagnosis from the Apostle John. John says that Diotrephes was someone who loved to be first. What does that mean? That he loves to be first. First to what? First to the synagogue? Uh, First in the potluck line after worship services were over? Does that mean he was a punctual fellow? It's quite ironic that the man who loved to be first is the first one we're talking about in this series. But that statement, he loves to be first, what does that mean? Other translations, like the New King James Version, the the Revised Standard Version, will say that Diotrephes loved the preeminence among the people. I think that gives us a little better idea of what John is describing here. Diotrephes was a man who fell victim to the poison of pride. And specifically, John says that Diotrephes, because he loved to be first, was doing a few things. He was gossiping maliciously about John. You know, you really have to have a chip on your shoulder to gossip against an inspired apostle. More than likely, Diotrephes was jealous of John, that John was so loved by the people. John says that Diotrephes refused to welcome the brothers as opposed to Gaius, who is the recipient of the book of 3 John, who opened his home to traveling preachers and guests all the time as they would come through the area, Diotrephes was not very hospitable. In fact, he was not only against personally opening his home, but he was against other people opening their homes to traveling preachers because we read in the next line that he stops those who want to do so when he puts them out of the church. Diotrephes forced his own agenda and vendetta with a sledgehammer, even threatening to disfellowship those from the church if they showed respect to outside preachers, i.e. the Apostle John, who would be coming into the area and challenging Diotrephes, proving that Diotrephes really was a person of influence to have this much power, even if that power was misguided or wrong. And so John says, I'm going to call attention to what he's doing. 
John is not backing away from the conflict. He's going to deal with it. In fact, he even tells Gaius, the recipient of the letter, which we will talk about in the next episode, John says, I have much to write to you, but I don't want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon. And John says, at that point, we will talk face to face. Now, in today's terminology, what John is saying is, I'm not going to send you an email. I'm not going to send you a text message. We are going to talk about these things eyeball to eyeball. We're going to be in the same room. We're going to sit at the same table. We are going to deal with the conflict head on. I'm curious, why do you think that today's church leaders are hesitant to address problems in the church with the same tenacity? We tend to sidestep conflict. We tend to avoid it, kick the can down the road, just hoping that it will get better on its own. But I think John shows us a very important lesson here, and we need to pull a play from John's playbook. When there's a problem in the church, you handle it face-to-face. You do not let it fester. You do not let it grow. You handle it, and you put it to rest. There are several lessons we can learn from biographies, but three big summary points here as we finish. Number one, faith in God does not always fix human relationships. I would like to think that Diotrephes had good intentions. He was a man of faith. But the problem was he did not live a faithful, godly life, and he hurt many people. Following Jesus is not a journey that includes only us and the Lord. It also includes other people. Faith in God does not always fix human relationships. Number two, pride's side effects cannot be fully predicted or measured. Diotrephes' pride affected his reputation, that church, which we think was probably the church in Ephesus. It affected John, and we are still talking about it 2,000 years later. Pride is a poison that destroys generations. That's just one more reason why pride is one of the seven sins that God hates, according to Proverbs chapter 6. But the last lesson I leave you with today from the story of Diotrephes. If Diotrephes loved to be first, then we should be the first to love. The world and the church is full of people who need a kind smile, a dose of encouragement, a helping hand, and Christians need to be the first ones to give it. So whether you're going to the doctor's office this week or the grocery store, a favorite restaurant, or some other place where you will run into other people, let people notice that something is different about you. Diotrephes loved to be first, and that was wrong. But we need to be people who are the first to love. As always, I encourage you to keep your eyes on heaven. 
Thank you for taking just a few minutes out of your day today to join us for a brief study of God's Word. And I can't wait to talk with you next time. God bless.